I was so upset that these doctors were not doing anything about the broken bones. I could see them sticking out. I was trying hard to be quiet. They told us not to talk to him. His brain needed to rest. Joan and I walked down the long hall with our heads down. We heard someone talking, so we looked up. It was Steve. We just put our heads back down and walked quickly and quietly back into the waiting room. That psychic knew this was going to happen. It wasn't Joan that needed to crawl under the car. It was Dave. I felt like I was going out of my mind. I was so angry. Did Steve have something to do with this? There was a small garden in the front of the hospital. I sat down on a bench. I saw news vans pulling up out front and reporters going into the hospital. It was obvious there was some kind of news, but I did not want to move. I just sat there. I heard a scream that went through my whole body. It was one of those blood-curdling horror film screams. I panicked. I knew the voice. It was my daughter, Joan. I ran back up to the waiting room as fast as I could. Joan was kneeling on the floor, sobbing. She looked at me and said, It was Jimmy Gallioni. He is the one that did this to Uncle Dave. She screamed and screamed. I fell to my knees. My son's childhood friend. I was so confused. Why would he hurt David? Who told you it was Jimmy Gallioni? I asked Joan. The detective, Randy, said Gallioni was arrested for assault. She screamed. My son would be coming home. How would he handle this? His uncle was lying in intensive care, fighting for his life. I looked over at my girls. They looked so terrified. I looked over at David's wife, Birna. She was screaming. She looked exhausted. I couldn't move. I drifted off, dreaming of David when he was a baby. I dreamed of waiting at the bottom of the slide for him, so scared because he was so little, and the beautiful smile and giggles when he slid safely into my arms. I wanted him to slide safely into my arms right now. When I opened my eyes, it was starting to get dark. The doctor was talking to Birna, saying if David survived, he would never be the same. Did that mean he would be in a wheelchair? Would he have brain damage? If they told us, we were not listening. I just heard, if he survives. That meant there was a chance. David had survived so much in his life. A house fire falling out of a second-story window. Skateboarding accidents. A nail gun shooting a nail into his knee while working on a roof. He survived all of these disasters. And now there was a chance he would survive this one. I was hungry, so I found a phone book and ordered food lots of food. The waiting room was filling up with friends and relatives. Small groups were chatting quietly. My son would be arriving tomorrow. I spent the evening tidying up the waiting room and sitting with David. I would sit in a chair and doze off. At one point, I woke and saw a man and a woman I did not know sitting across from me. Their son had been in an accident. A nurse came in to talk to them, and they started to cry. I felt bad for them, and at the same time I was upset. They were invading our space. This was our room. I went into the bathroom and did my best to wash up. I brushed my hair and put on some makeup. The sun was coming up. Back in the waiting room, plans were being made to pick up my son and Birna's sister from the airport. I did not want to go. It was Sunday, April 26th. The show at the Trocadero was supposed to be that day. I went back into Dave's room. There was a doctor in the room checking the respirator. I asked him if he was going to remove it. That doctor looked at me like I was an alien. 
I did not see anything wrong with the question. He ended up just mumbling no. The nurses at Frankfurt Hospital were all so kind. They worked gently with David and were extremely compassionate with all of us. The doctors, well, I suppose they did their best. Birna's sister Elsa arrived from Iceland. She had a son three months younger than Michael. I was relieved she was here for Birna. It is an awful excuse for a visit, I thought to myself, but Birna needed support, and I could not give it to her. While the reunion was going on in the waiting room, I walked back to Dave's room. There was a nurse, a doctor, Randy Morris, the Bristol police detective, and Joe Moores, a Bristol police officer, in David's room. They were whispering, but I overheard. David was brain dead. He would not recover.